Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrod here with the Daily Viewer Investing Podcast. Hope you had a great day today. Nice to see the market actually can go up from time to time, isn't it? Been a brutal bear market, three bear markets in four years. Been joining us here. You know, we've talked about it a lot. It's been very, very tough for investors to make money in this market. The rallies are incredibly sharp because that's what happens in bear markets. They are fueled by short covering. Folks, that's what we had today. The market opened sharply lower on the back of another disappointing CPI, Consumer Price Index today. Nothing shocking in this, just disappointing. But I I can tell you there are a lot of signs that things are beginning to reverse when it comes to inflation. I think that's what the market saw this morning, too. Again, so many people are out of this market. Market so oversold. All it took was capitulation. This is what a lot of technicians, including us here, Tyler and myself, have been waiting to see is capitulation. A really, really ugly open, followed by a sharp reversal higher led by semis. We pretty much got that exactly today. Uh, Let's go through it real quick. Dow Jones today, uh, massive reversal of the Dow Jones, 1,500-point reversal. At one point, the Dow Jones was down over 500 points. Uh, At one point today, up almost 1,000 points, finishing up. 827 points. Uh, SVO 100 was up uh, right at the same amount, about 2.6%. Another great day. Tyler just told me this was the third largest move ever, point move ever in the S&P 500, which I, that's, that's saying something right there. Uh, it's a 170-point move in the S&P 500. That's going back to 1967. Uh, NASDAQ today up uh, 2.2%. That's a good day. It's up 232 points. But NASDAQ did not lead, although the semis did. So uh, Russ 2000 up 2.4%. So again, across the board, a very good day today. The VIX dropped uh, uh, just 5% today, back to just below a 32. And the 10-year today, uh, again, right at 4% after, before reversing lower today to 3.952%. Got to point out again, the semiconductors. This is, I think, we think this is significant. Um, and it doesn't tell us we've got a, a confirmed low or anything like that in the bear market. But I'll tell you, uh, semis today leading, uh, being up over, better than 3% after a massive reversal here today in the semis. Uh, we share this, this chart with our clients yesterday. If the semiconductors are going to put in what we think is going to be the next big bear market rally, which we think is started now, capitulation today should mark the beginning of this, the midterm rally, the year-end rally we've been looking for. All the conditions are in place. I'll tell you about some of those in just a moment. But if that's going to happen, if it matches the, the previous three bear market rallies we've had this year that takes the semiconductors back to that upper trend line, if you draw, if you look at the chart of the semiconductors using SMH as your, uh, as your uh, uh, semiconductor ETF to chart it, you'll see that there's a, a near-perfect uh, a, a channel, bearish channel that's been in place the, for the entirety of 2022. And the previous three bear market rallies, SMH has been back, has, has moved back higher to exactly that upper trend line, which would take the SMH from here up another 26%. It was up 3% today. We look for a rally of at least 26% in SMH if it matches the bear market rallies we've had so far this year on three occasions. So I think a lot of money has been made in semiconductors. That is a place we're going to be very, very focused uh, into the midterms and into year end. Again, we've got a lot of data that points to that. Well, some other data that just tells you how, how flushed out, how washed out this market is, how awful sentiment is. 
We learned that from Bank of America's uh, 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 Global Fund Manager survey this week that not only is stock ownership for portfolio managers at an all-time low, but cash levels are at an all-time high for mutual funds and money managers and, and, and money market funds. So you've got, in other words, a ton of money, many, many trillions of dollars sitting on the sidelines that have, that, that have left this market that said, you know, cried uncle, I'm done. And that is what, that's, that's how you get capitulation, folks. And you typically get it on a really bad news in a terrible open life today. So we'll be watching this very carefully. Uh, we also saw today, by the way, some very good action, not great, but very good action in the uh, internals. But again, the, uh, the open was so ugly uh, that it's not a surprise that we didn't get better readings today. Uh, for example, uh, advanced decline today. We're going to go ahead and say it's uh, just just better than two to one. Uh, NYSE and Nasdaq uh, volume was better. Volume today was three to three and a half to one positive on NYSE, and right at uh, well two and a half to one positive on Nasdaq. Again, good readings, but not great. The thing that gets your attention, and it you know it's ugly. It's just it's, it's just ugly is we had combined NYSE and NASDAQ, we had 100 stocks hit a new 52-week high to 1,901, hitting a new 52-week low. But again, we opened sharply lower. We opened at the lowest level since uh, mid-2020. So it's understandable that we'd have a lot of stocks hitting a new 52-week low. But that's what we're going to be watching here. We want to see a, a, a sharp move higher off these lows to see that number come down, which is exactly what you would think, common sense-wise, would happen, but it does stand out like a sore thumb on a day that's up this big to have this many stocks hitting a new 52-week low. But again, it does make sense with the lower open today as well. In our uh, sector watch today, we had all 11 SP 100 sectors finished high on the day, led the upside by financials up 4.1%. Again, banks report tomorrow. All the big banks report tomorrow. That's JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, Citi, Morgan Stanley, tomorrow's a big day for earnings. We actually had some pretty decent earnings today uh, to kick it off early. Energy today also had a big move higher. Energy stocks up 4% as oil recovered sharply. We love this group here, as you know. Technology, uh, again, very good day today, up 3%. Again, we would have preferred to see tech lead, but uh, with rates going higher and with uh, the, all the negativity around inflation, it's just not a great it's just not a great macro environment for tech, and it is what it is. Uh, material stocks up 2.9% today as well. So again, we had about five sectors finished up 2.5% or better. It's a very, very solid day across the board. Again, all 11 finished higher on the day. And our commodity watch today, uh, not a great day here. Again, when, you've gold, when you have a, a rates uh, that are going up on inflationary concerns, wouldn't you, think, wouldn't you think that within all this inflation that gold would be going higher? Folks, the fact that it's not tells you that inflation is not a big deal. Market to forward-looking, a discounting mechanism. The action in gold and silver is telling you that inflation is not a huge concern here. This is a, this is a, this is a, uh, uh, we see, we're seeing a coordinated move by central banks to jack rates up, okay? A coordinated move to, they're, they're, they're embracing the bond market vigilantes this time. They want to see rates go higher to choke off inflation, but we're not seeing that corresponding trade in precious metals that would tell us it's truly an inflationary problem. This is why so many people believe that the Federal Reserve and central banks globally are making a big mistake, a big mistake here, and they're overdoing it. Uh, but again, they want to choke off inflation, so that's the battle. Try not to overdo it. 
and to cause a severe recession. It's already going to happen in Europe. So far, the U.S. economy has held up very, very well. But again, we love gold and silver here. We accumulate it every month. I can tell you just did that last week. And the reason really is because this cycle is going to revert back to a lower rate cycle. And when it does, and the market starts anticipating that next round of QE, right, the next round of fiscal stimulus, it's coming. It's going to come, especially with Joe Biden's president. The economy is not going to run away hot. Then you'll see another big move higher in precious metals and miners. And we want to be positioned for that uh, buying on this uh, weakness here. Gold today down $6 an ounce at sixteen seven an ounce. And again, gold has dramatically outperformed this year. If you look at a chart, for example, of gold, a uh, relative strength chart of gold to uh, uh, either uh, SP 100 or even better on the NASDAQ, gold has demolished the markets, equities speaking. This year, bonds as well. Gold has been a very good store of value, even though it's down 6% on the year compared to the markets and to bonds. Uh, gold has been uh, has, has truly been a great place to put your money. And of course, with inflation, it's definitely beating uh, cash holdings right now. Uh, silver today, uh, down slightly, down 11 cents an ounce at 18.82 an ounce. Copper today, up 3 cents a pound at 3.46 a pound. And finally, you get oil having a very good day, back to $89.19 a barrel. That's up $1.92 a barrel on the day. And finally, on the day today, Bitcoin. Uh, again, it's, uh, it, this is the most boring I've seen Bitcoin, and I can't remember when. Uh, right at 19,000 again, folks. Up 229 today at to 19,369. Folks, always appreciate you listening. Hope you had a great day and even a better night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.